Well, thank you, Steve, and thank you, FOF, for being here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody, right? But, uh, but it's great to be here today uh, to uh, fill in for Pastor Dave and give him a day off, a well-needed day off, uh, before he kicks it in hard and gets going uh, for this next year of 2022. Uh, amazing that here we are at 2022 already. But uh, great to see everybody here today, and uh, thanks for joining us. Those of you online, thanks for, Frank, thanks for being here also, and we appreciate your, your attendance and your presence here. So God's blessings as you continue, as we continue this worship service today on this brand new year of 2022. So we uh, begin the message today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and especially the Son, who's today, uh, we're going to talk about his baptism, the baptism of Jesus Christ today, and the presence of the Holy Spirit in that baptism. So Jesus and the Spirit continue on with that. Today, of course, is that first Sunday. That first Sunday of this brand new year of 2022. We celebrate the brand new year of 2022, but we also celebrate the brand new lives that Christ brings to us, that Christ Jesus brings to us as we do take a look at the Holy Spirit and Jesus' baptism, and not only just Jesus' baptism, but we're going to take a look at our own baptisms as well. And as we can see, we're still celebrating Christmas, right? Still celebrating Christmas, and we should. Because after all, this uh, uh, January 6th, I'm not sure which day that is, but coming up this week, we celebrate Epiphany, right? Epiphany, everybody remember what Epiphany is? That's the Gentiles' Christmas. That's the day that we uh, believe that the wise men came to Jesus and brought their gifts of uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh to Jesus and presented him with those gifts on that day. Uh, just, uh, what, uh, <clears throat> Sixth, the sixth day of the brand new year. So we're celebrating a couple things. Yeah, we're still celebrating Christmas. It's not Epiphany yet, but already today, Jesus is already 30 years old. That, uh, just that uh, week from last week when we celebrated his birthday, according to scriptures, the reading for today, Jesus is already 30 years old and he's ready to start his public ministry. But before Jesus does that, something needs to be done. Something needs to happen first, and that something is recorded in all four of the Gospels. And that, of course, is his baptism, the baptism of Jesus Christ. Now, wouldn't you think that something as important as the baptism of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ would take up maybe just at least a few chapters in the gospel readings, right? But it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. In all four of the gospels, the story of Jesus' baptism just takes up a couple verses. A couple verses in each one of those gospels. So today, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, continue on talking about the Holy Spirit as we look at Jesus and the Spirit up there on your screen today. Well, the Spirit is important. The Holy Spirit is important. Uh, I just uh, read a book uh, recently. Uh, it said the forgotten God. The forgotten God, the Holy Spirit, and I think maybe the Holy Spirit gets kind of pushed to the, to the background sometimes, doesn't he? 
But think about the importance of that Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is important. The Holy Spirit is important in our lives. The Holy Spirit was important in the lives of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is important in the lives of every Christian, every Christian around the world. So I thought what we do today is take a look at the Gospel of Matthew and the account of the baptism of Jesus from Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. With him, I am well pleased. Remember, even though we just celebrated the birthday of Jesus Christ, he's now again around 30 years old. And think about the scriptures up until that point. The scriptures are pretty silent about Jesus and his earth early life, right? We don't really have a whole lot recorded about him. Oh, sure, there's a few stories here and there, just a couple stories about him as a child. Pastor Dave talked about one of those just a couple of Sundays ago, how his parents, Mary and Joseph, brought Jesus uh, to do for him as the law of Moses required. Of course, we had that his, he, he, gave, he was given his name and he was circumcised on the eighth day. He was given the name of Jesus, just as the angels had told Mary and Joseph to do. And then, after 40 days, after the days of her purification were finished, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus, the baby, 40 days old, to the temple. They brought him to the temple in Jerusalem in order to present him to the Lord according to the law of Moses and offering up the sacrifice, offering up that sacrifice of two small birds, probably just a couple of pigeons, a couple of pigeons that he, they were brought for, for forward. And then the prophet Simeon talked he spoke about the child, everyone who would listen. And then that prophetess Anna came forward and she prophesied about this child Jesus and what was going to come of him. The Holy Spirit was important in their lives. Pastor Dave talked about that, how the Holy Spirit moved these two people, these two very old people forward to, 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 to bless this child Jesus as he just began his life. And then, of course, later on, we have another story of Jesus. When he's about 12 years old, his parents again took him up to Jerusalem in order to celebrate the Passover. And then they left to go back home, and they were in company of all the family together as they were traveling along. And then a couple days after the end of the trip, they realized that Jesus wasn't with them. So they went back to Jerusalem, and they found Jesus there in the temple courts. And what was he doing? He was sitting there talking with the elders and the chief priests and the, and the elders of the law. And he said to his mother, didn't you know I should be about my father's business? Well, other than that, 
We don't know a whole lot about Jesus as as he grew up. We're not told about Jesus again until this account in Matthew and the other Gospels. Jesus is 30 years old. John the baptizer is busy. His cousin, John the baptizer, is busy. He's baptizing in the Jordan River. And Jesus himself comes to be baptized by John in the River Jordan. But John didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. He thought that, you know, the better, it would be better if, if Jesus baptized him. He didn't think he was worthy to do that, but, but Jesus uh, convinced him. He convinced him to go ahead and baptize him, and John consented. We have the story. Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River as he requested. So I got a couple questions for you this morning as we start out the message today. Question is, Did Jesus need to be baptized? Anybody out there think about, did Jesus need to be baptized? I hear a couple whispers out there. Well, the other question, why are we baptized? Why do we bring our babies to be baptized? Why do we come ourselves to be baptized in the the baptismal font? What's the reason for our baptisms? Everybody's scared to say. For the forgiveness of sins. Baptism is for the forgiveness of sins. So who is Jesus? I got a lot of questions this morning. Who is Jesus? God, he's God. He's God's own son. Jesus is God's own son. He's the the very son of God. We know that Jesus is God. He is the second person of the Holy Trinity. He's the second person of the Godhead, meaning, again, that Jesus is indeed God. So let's think about the fact that Jesus is God, yet at the same time, Jesus is man. And we know that we have to remember, you know, Jesus is God and Jesus is man. That's something that's pretty hard for our our minds to comprehend. It's pretty hard for us to wrap our arms around the fact that Jesus is God and man at the same time. And then we have to remember that Jesus Jesus came into this world to become one of us so that we might become like him. Yes, Jesus is like us, He's like us in every way. He's like us in every way but one. What is that one way that Jesus is not like us? He's God. He's sinless, right? Jesus being God, he could not sin. Yes. So that's right. Jesus didn't need to be baptized. Because he didn't need the forgiveness of sins. Jesus, as God, is sinless. Yet he told John, it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. In his baptism, in the baptism of Jesus, Jesus identified with us and our sinfulness and our need for forgiveness. In that baptism, he locked elbows with each and every one of us to become our substitute, fulfilling the law in our place. Jesus came to be baptized in order to fulfill all that was said about him. All that was said about him in the old, by the Old Testament prophets in order to be an example to us and to all people, to you and to me, that we 
need to be baptized too. So Jesus was baptized. He was baptized by John the baptizer in the Jordan River. And other than the fact that Jesus really didn't need to be be baptized, he didn't need the benefits of baptism, he did it to show show us our need for that baptism. But what else do we see that's significant in the account from Matthew on the baptism of Jesus Christ? What else? There's one thing that I think is pretty prominent, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit shows up in that baptism, doesn't he? He shows up into us, and and we can see that that's important in many ways. First of all, it should point out that all of us, the importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives, too, as Christians. So let's take a look at another gospel account of the baptism of Jesus from John chapter 1, verses 29 to 34. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, But the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him except the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of God. John testified that this is the Son of God. The man whom you see the Spirit come down and remain on is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Every single one of the Gospels, all four of the Gospels, report that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, came down from heaven and rested upon Jesus as he came up out of the water, those waters of holy baptism. And friends, that's the difference. That's the difference, the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who comes down that makes all the difference in the world. And then, of course, we hear from God the Father, God our Heavenly Father, who says, this is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. In those few short verses, we have all three persons of the Holy Trinity present. All three persons of the Trinity are there. We have God the Father who speaks from heaven. We have the Son, of course, who is being baptized. We have the Holy Spirit who comes down from heaven in the form of a dove and rests on Jesus' shoulders. Friends, That's the same Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that those words that were said over you when you were baptized, when you were baptized into the, into the triune God, for the pastor said over you as he poured the water over your head, I baptize you, and then he said your name. And he said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And at that time, your heavenly Father said to you, You are my son or you are my daughter whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. And not only that, 
But that was the exact time that the Holy Spirit himself came down from heaven and rested upon you and take up, took up residence in your heart making you as one belonging to Christ Jesus, the crucified. So who are you? Who are you? Your identity is now changed as a baptized child of God, for you are now a child of God. So when anyone asks you that question, who are you, what is your answer? I'm a child of God. You can say it together. I'm a child of God. For at that time, the time of your baptism, you were made a new person and you were given a new identity. So always remember that. Always remember who you are, that you are a baptized child of God, and do that every day, just right, right before you get up out of bed. And that's exactly what Martin Luther told us to do some 500 years ago. He said, every single day before your feet even hit the floor, remind yourself that you are a baptized child of God and that you are a new person. And then you remember that all of those sins that you committed yesterday, all those wrongs that you did yesterday have been washed away. They're gone. They're gone in, the, in that flood of those baptismal waters that washed those sins away. And you remind yourself every single day that I am a child of God. And then you think about the fact that your slate has been washed clean. That slate of, of all those wrongdoings and whatever you did yesterday that you wish you wouldn't have done and the things you said that you wish you wouldn't have said, they're gone. And your slate is clean as you begin that brand new day as that new person that you are. Each and every day, you can remember that new life, that new life that you have in Christ Jesus. And not only that, you can remember because you're not alone. You are not alone. You have help. And that help came, comes to you in the form of the Holy Spirit who lives in your heart guiding you, just listen to him. So today, as I said at the beginning, Steve said, reminded you too, that it's a brand new year, right? It's a brand new year of 2022. It's today's just the second day of this brand new year. And we're all just starting out on this new adventure, right? We're starting out on this new adventure of 2022 as forgiven children of God, as we remind ourselves today of who we are, his sons and his daughters. So has that fact made a difference in you? Has the fact that you are indeed a baptized child of God, that you are a son or daughter of the Most High, has that made a difference in the way you live your lives? What does it mean to you to be a child of God? What does it mean to have the Holy Spirit indwelling in your heart, dwelling, making his dwelling place there? Would someone else notice that there's a difference in you, that you're a different person, and comment upon that? Does the fact that you are a child of God make the difference, and then make a difference in the way you live your life, where you act, and the way you, and the way you speak? When you remind yourself of that each and every day, 
who and whose you are, it can make a difference in how you live your life. It can make a difference in your identity. In baptism, through the work of the Holy Spirit, we are initiated, crowned, chosen, embraced, washed, adopted, gifted, reborn, dead in our, to our sinful nature, made new, sent forth as new persons with new identities. We are now identified and enlightened by the Holy Spirit who made you to be who you are, God's own son or daughter, and gave you your place. So what is your place? What is your place in, in God's kingdom? What is your place with the Holy Spirit? What has God been calling you to do? We are here at the beginning of this brand new year, 2022, and every day also is a brand new day, right? As you remember your place as a baptized child of God, are you willing to get on with your life and your new beginning and to be the person that God has called you to do and to be, uh, to, to be and to do the things that God has called you to do, whatever they might be? He's given all of us things to do. He's given all of us talents, and he expects us to use those talents and to remember those things here, especially at the beginning of this year. You know, a lot of times people make resolutions, right? They make New Year's resolutions. Well, well, how about a resolution that you can actually keep because you don't have to do it all on your own? You have the, whole, the help of the Holy Spirit. He's there for you every single day. Help me, you can say. Help me to be the person that you've called me to be. He's going to be right there by your side to help you live the life that he's called you to live. So whose son or whose daughter are you? God's, right? We can all say that. You can, with all confidence and all sincerity, say, I am God's own son or daughter because that identity was placed upon you and me when we were born again at the bat our baptisms, and that can't be taken away from us. And because of our new identity as sons and daughters of God, we can share in the great inheritance of eternal life in heaven with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. From 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, we read, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Let's read that together. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In other words, God took the sinless Christ, the sinless Christ, and poured our sins into him. Then in exchange, he poured his goodness into us. Friends, that's the great exchange. That's the great identity switch. His for ours. His righteousness for our unrighteousness. 
He poured himself into each and every one of us. He poured himself into us that we might be his sons and his daughters and do the things that he calls us to do every single day. Remind yourselves of that every morning before you even get up out of bed that you are indeed a child of God. Thanks be to God that he did that for us through his Holy Spirit and to him be the glory. Amen. And please pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for the gift of your son Jesus, who we, the birthday we celebrated just a, a week ago, but thank you for bringing him into this world to be our savior. But dear Lord, also thank you for sending your Holy Spirit into us at the time of our baptisms, that we might be your sons and daughters, that we might do the things that you have called it us to do and equipped us to do. Help us to do that, especially during this next year, this new year of 2022, that we might act as your children through your strength. And we pray it in Jesus' name and all God's people say, amen. amen.